we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Of the beast. How you feeling, Nesbitt? Feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was a good uh, a good time we uh, we just had in uh, seeing Maiden twice. <laughs> in 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 the in the before four lands in the old country <laughs> the Ireland overseas. and Scotland yeah yeah are you recovered uh I think so yeah yeah health update yeah. no longer pissing blood <laughs> just kidding <laughs> just kidding but honestly there was a rough couple days after it was well just being dragged out from yeah you know, traveling and you know constantly. nine days on the road just there look spoiler alert we're gonna step through our experience. But spoiler alert, right. beers were had. Beers That's were right. had. <laughs> I would say, I'm. <laughs> there was at one point I was like, I wish I kept track of how many pints of Guinness we drank in the oh, week no. over there. But I was like, I'm glad we didn't. No, no. It would be measured. It would be measured measured in the dozens. <laughs> it would. It would. It would. Guinness would be like, for, for some reason, on this quarterly earnings, there's this rare spike. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite a quite an epic session. But uh, anyway, speaking of beer, I think it's time we yeah. get into one. So change up. I got this one to change up from the uh, the many Guinnesses we've been drinking, which yeah. is uh, funny. This is the 1933. It's from Dildo Brewing Company in Newfoundland, Labrador. Seven percent IPA. It's got a very cool label. It's a giant squid on it. Nice and Dildo Brewing. That's out in in Dildo, Newfoundland, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's one of these funny place names, but they they got pretty good beer. I'm looking forward to this. They got really good beer. Do not spend your time. Worrying about those wasted beers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can already tell I'm gonna love this just by oh, the smell of it. I know. And I'm extra gonna love it because you paid for it. <laughs> Free beer night. Oh, mmm. Mm. Oh, jeez, that's Moorish. I had to have more of those. That is good. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Seven yeah, percent. We drank so much uh, stout on this trip that to have an IPA now is a treat. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but admit, I've been though, missing uh, it. Yeah. We drank that many pints of Guinness on this trip. Yeah. And I remember when we got back, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to have another Guinness for like a while." And then the very next day was a Canada Day weekend. Yep. <laughs> and it was right. a holiday, and I got up and around noon, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a can of Guinness." <laughs> That's it. right. I bought I bought an eight pack of Guinness cans and then I crushed them. If anything, this trip just made me love Guinness more. And now totally. I'm I got it. I got like I'm right back on the Guinness train. Like, you know, it's just as soon as you go back, it's mother's milk. It totally I know, I gets you. Say that. It's so good. So uh, yeah, let's get into our trip. Oh I man, know, what a trip uh, that a few was! People asking us what, how our trip went. So yeah, yeah. It started out we uh, we flew. We had to fly through Toronto. We had a, we had a nice little meal on the way. Uh, we hung out in the morning, and then I took off down to Cork to see uh, an old manager I worked for, and hung out with him for a night. Had a great evening with my good buddy Jerry, and you yep. stayed in town and met up with a few friends. I did. Well, the first night I was in Dublin by myself, so I just walked around. I walked around by myself, drinking a few pints here and there, and I got something to eat, and uh, mm. just basically did my favorite thing, which is like wander around in a city and uh, hop into the odd pub here and there. And then I met up with Fergal and some of the friends, uh, Elaine, Solanos, Metal Chat, Melissa. Yeah. Um, I basically let Fergal lead me around to pubs drinking pints. He took me, I saw the Phil Linet statue, the guy from Thin Lizzy. Um, So I had a really amazing first night in Dublin, just kind of like wandering around, having a beer here and there. It was really fun. And it was, uh, it was pretty cool, Fergal. 
kind of showed me around, which was awesome. Yeah. A few spots I probably wouldn't have uh, found, so. And, you know, it was so hot, too. Like, normally, like, you know, Ireland's not that hot in the summer, but it was it was really warm. Oh, like, yeah. We were high 20 degrees, and uh, it was really muggy, as we say. I think they say that over there, too. But it was just really damp and humid. So it felt really warm. So it was great for just wandering around getting jars. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. The second day we uh, got up, did a bit of a, a walk. Well, you were you have, came back yeah. from Cork in yeah. the afternoon. Yeah, uh, I got up early in the morning because I can't sleep in anymore, and had of course a full Irish breakfast. Yes, <laughs> and then uh, I did my usual uh, hour or two walking around in the morning, and then I had some pints in the afternoon with my brother-in-law Steve and Jeff. Oh yeah, and their buddies Brad and Rod. Um, and yeah. then you came back into town and met up with us and had a few. With yeah, us. quick segue: uh, Steve and Jeff, Brad and Rob. They're awesome. They're not dicks like you told me. <laughs> they're, they're great guys. They're great guys. No, it just cause cause a little little bit of drama here, guys. No, fantastic guys. And I got to uh, have a few jars with them in the pre-show yeah. before the concert and yeah. on the last. They're day hilarious, man. They're yeah. they're a little hilarious, yeah, yeah. And we've seen them at a ton of gigs now. I mean, yep. Rob was with uh, with your two brother in laws back at the the I think the Toronto Book of Souls. We saw actually them at. I saw three maiden shows now with Rod. Yeah. Because he was at my first one in Montreal, oh, too. So That's yeah. true. So we have go. seen a good few Maiden shows together. You know, Rod, Rod and Terry. I just don't hear enough about them. <laughs> anyway, I take back what I said. They're assholes. Well, you came back into town and met yeah. up with me. And then we yes. went to one of your favorite places in the world, Keo's Pub. Keo's Pub on South Hand Street. Yeah. It's one of my one of my faves. And we went in so there. So this is still the night before. This is the day before the concert. Yes. Still. And yeah. met my bu- my good buddy, Paulo Lachlan. Paul Lockie. Yep. And Paul yeah. Conlon, two of my good buddies. Yeah. You're two and, Pauls, uh, and I was like, two Pauls. Paul, that's the most uh, Iron yeah. Maiden name you could possibly have. Yeah. And we were just getting, <laughs> we were getting crushed, just hammering pints, like it was going out of style. That was the night British Line was on. Right, so right. I got a text yeah. from Jarvis yeah. from Night Demon. So he was also in town, him and Laura, and they yeah. texted me and said, meet up for a pint. So I was like, I'm going to leave you at Kios. I'm going to run out and have a pint, meet up with the Jarvis. So I walked up there and met up with him. <laughs> yeah. I get there, I have a pint, and he basically tells me I'm on the uh, list to get into British Lion. So yeah. that was it, free. <laughs> See Steve Harris for free. So that was decided to, for me. I was like, okay, I don't know why I didn't want to go to British Lion. I just felt like yeah. a concert on that night, right before the Maiden night. I kind of just wanted yeah. to have a night, but then I was like, yeah, free ticket. And totally. I'm so glad I went because it was a pretty cool show. I was like, it was it was a cool show. Mm. It's really cool to be that close to to you know Steve Harris, and the music yeah. was good. But, you know, I was watching it, and I kind of realized, like, as good as they are, like, if Steve Harris wasn't in the band, I would probably never go see British Line. It's like, it was a good show, and, you know, I'm yeah. glad I went, but he's the draw, obviously. Um, afterwards, met up with uh, a bunch of people. Uh, my memories, by this point, are getting kind of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, Jarvis and Lauren, Eric from Maiden Z, Melissa. Um, yeah. There's other people over there. It was, it was a good crew. But then I started calling you, and I couldn't make any sense of anything you were saying to me on the phone. <laughs> so I was like, really? I'm going to res- go rescue Josh. Yeah, well, that's because you were calling <laughs> so, me. You were in, like, a tornado. It was so loud there. I think that's that's my defense. Also, okay. I probably wasn't listening. So I went back to Kios and found you, and you were standing in exactly the same place that I left you. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. with a pint in your hand. That I left you there three hours. <laughs> three yeah. hours earlier <laughs> yeah. and you're like it's like i didn't leave and then mm. then we met into ran into another listener so this was a guy named jeff 
and he recognized our voices as the talking maiden guy. And uh, do you remember this guy? I actually the recorded Friday this night on... at Kios. Do you remember this? I'm going to play you oh. a clip now. Oh, cool. Alright, I'm Jeff. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And I'm with Laura, who's from Dublin. And I found your podcast from the Arden Maidens. And you taught me how the Blaze Blaley era was the building block of 20th century maiden. 20th century. <laughs> oh my Jeff. god, that is awesome. I do now. That's like a, that, that, do you remember wow. how hard he gave you the gears? Like he he yes. met me and you're like Nesbit, Nesbit. Oh, you're right about the time machine. The time machine is great. The time machine's a, a modern classic. And then yeah. he, you walked over and he's like, what Josh, he you. He's like, Josh, you idiot. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you were like, Who is this guy? Like I don't know who this guy is. Why are you calling me an <laughs> That's idiot? So awesome. And the harder he went at oh. you, the harder I laughed because I love someone giving you oh, the gears. Oh man, that's <laughs> like, so funny. I totally funny. forgot about it. Which but he tells recognized you how much he hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. That's good. good yeah, manager. yeah. But it was just hilarious. And, yeah. But it was just funny because he recognized our voice and he was like, "Are you the Talking Maiden guys?" And I was like, "Yeah." So. That was oh, that's cool. cool. That is so funny. And oh, that my was God. that night. And then the day of the concert, we got up and again I woke up. Um, I got a couple of hours walking around drinking coffee. I had a Cornish pasty, which is like a pie with beef and onions and stuff in it. Uh, grabbed a pint with my brother-in-law Steve, and then. Uh, well, I was lying in bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Every morning, you you're the, you like to sleep in. This is now a thing. Like, I'm well, up at eight o'clock. I'm up yeah. and on at the door. I'm, eight, I'm up at eight o'clock every single day at home. Yeah. But when I'm on the lash and I'm ten pints deep, I just got to get up in the morning, uh, or I get up about eight or nine or ten, and I lay in bed till like twelve. Yeah, I can't do that. I have to get. Up I only do it because if I get up and get on the go, I'm on the lash again. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get. I just find like walking. If I walk. An hour or two around yeah. drinking coffee. It's like, you know, I feel great after that. And get something. Look at you. And <laughs> then we you. would picture a health over here and guilt me into it. Oh, I had my vitamins taken. I do yoga for an hour and a half. Eat it. Nesbitt. And then, then we went to the Foggy Dew, which is the where we went for the pre. Yeah. Made in Dublin. The we first got a Dublin bit concert. of grief. We got a bit of grief about that on Facebook. A few people Did chimed we? in. I got a few comments. Uh, I did. Wouldn't eat. Wouldn't drink there and all this stuff. But I thought it was a. I mean, it's at the end of Temple Bar, which I've. Kind of tormented you about, you know, as a Dubliner, yeah. as kind of a, a you know, a, I was a Dubliner at one time, or at least I like to think of myself that way. It's Temple Bar is not the place we drink, right? Yeah. But it is it is a great spot. But that was a real good metal bar. They yeah, had, had awesome a music. lot of good music. And, and if you found yeah. the right spot in the, the pub, and I would say half, maybe two thirds of people there were, yeah. were pre-gaming for the show. I would say more than that. Yeah, more um, than that. It was... You know, I know maybe if you're like a pub snob, it's not a cool place to go, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was the perfect spot. And we went up with uh, Fergal and Metal Chat Melissa, Andy and Tracy. Yeah. Uh, Eric, again, from Maiden A to Z. Uh, got to have a good chat with him finally. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of people there. Um, Andrew and Michael are two guys that they both emailed us uh, afterwards. And he said, uh, so this is an email. He said, hope you had a great time over in Dublin. Hope also you enjoyed the Maiden gig. It was amazing to see them again and what a set list it was. Um, I'm not going to read all of this, but uh, it was awesome to get a chance to chat with you briefly at the Foggy Dew, too. Other than plenty of Guinness, did you manage to try much Irish craft beer and visit the Underdog Pub? Which I totally forgot. He told, recommended this Underdog Pub, which we didn't get to. Yes. Um, it was just, you know, it was quick because the very next day after this, we were gone to Scotland. So, like, but it's on our list. Next time I'm going, I'm definitely going to. 
try the Okay, email. great. I never saw that email come through. Yeah. That's excellent because yeah, no, he mentioned Andrew... it to me at the Foggy Do when I was talking to him. He mentioned, uh, I uh, think they both mentioned it to me. And uh, excellent. Anyway, we didn't get there. Uh, we did get to the Beer Temple, which is the Galway Bay Brewery. We had a few yeah. IPAs there, but this underdog place. Next time we go to Dublin, which we are definitely going to go back. Yeah, we'll try this underdog place. Yeah, the, um, the the craft beer scene in Ireland is a funny one, if I can have a little segue. Because, yep. you know, here I am pumping up Dublin, but a lot of beer fans in Ireland get a little frustrated by the power that Dublin, and notably their parent company, Diageo, has. Which is why when you go into so many good pubs, just the full stack of taps are pretty well all the same in different percentages and orders, but they're all the same. And they control it. And, like, to, the reason that... In, you know, my favorite pub, Smith's, there's no craft taps is because Diageo won't allow them, right? They, they'll only allow Guinness. So Guinness has some mo- mo- monopolistic. So here I am. We're talking about great Guinnesses. I love the quality of the product, but I could definitely see craft beer drinkers it driving them nuts. That said, for me, when I go to Ireland, it's really hard for me to waste a pint trying to craft beer when I literally try and cram three years worth of Guinness pints into <laughs> five days because I miss it so much. Even though we have pints of Guinness here and they're good, they're just not as good. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my feeling on craft beer I'm, in Ireland. I, I'm going to find it hard to ever adapt to it. Yeah, and I will. I know going over to Dublin, everyone kept saying, like, oh, the, the, the Guinness is so much better over there. The Guinness is so much better over there. And I was like, eh, I'm sure it'll be a bit better. And remember, mm. I had my first one, and I was like, I was like "It's it's so creamy. Like, this is amazing. I know it's, it's so, so creamy." Good. Although, you know what? I will say this: they the Guinness is colder now than it used to be. It's a couple degrees colder, yeah. Which which bothers me because I liked it when it was a little bit warmer. The other thing is, is you only lower the temperature on beer. You know, drink cores like cold. That's because you ever warm it up, you can't drink it because cold numbs your taste buds. So that that concerns me. That's the one thing I'd say. But it's absolutely so creamy. The head's perfect. Oh, man, how many good pints did we have? That first pint that we had, oh, so good. So we were at the Foggy Dew getting ready to go to the Maiden show. Yeah. And I had this thing where every single time we go to see Maiden, it seems like, where I was trying to, like, cram that extra beer in or, like, get that, you know, you talk to that one last person before you go. And I was like, nope, I want to go there. For once, I want to get to the Maiden show with lots of time so we can look at the merch. We can walk around. I don't want to be rushed. So we left kind of early to walk to the venue because it was a good 45 yeah. minute walk yeah and uh who walked with us brian, brian from limerick yeah brian o'donohue from limerick and yeah. shout out to his partner claire as well who we met in, yeah we in ran Scotland. into them in glasgow you, you, we walked together but me and brian were taught we had a good two-hour chat and quite a few yeah. uh, quite quite a good chat before we left the bar fantastic fantastic guy uh yeah. you know listener to the pod uh diehard maiden fan but he yeah. also has his own band Settler, right. which Settler. is uh, on Spotify. So right. that's, yeah. S E T T L E R. Exactly. Uh, here's a clip of Settler.
was pretty yeah. cool. It's, it's really good. And the, Very the heavy. It's pretty intense, yeah. Yes, and if you want to spot Brian, Brian, he looks like he's ready to go to war. Big beard on him. And uh, based on that clip, you can tell that his calves are about as uh, as big as uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> arms. So, uh, <laughs> a great guy, man. Fuck, we had some time so with him. So we walked yeah. all the way to the venue with Brian, and then yeah, we parted awesome. ways because he went into the vi- yeah. to the, good friend. Uh, the three arena. And we went to a kind of a cool... Uh, pub that yeah. was way out it's called the oarsman yeah we crossed the bridge and went over to rings and in the south side right and so we and just nipped over there so yeah. we popped over there and we ran into uh well yeah. we went there to meet my brother-in-law steve and jeff and brad and yeah. rod again the newfoundland crew were there and we yeah. had a few more guinness right before yeah we did um and then we headed over to the maiden you know maiden dublin i just kept calling it at the three yeah. arena and yeah. which is a really cool venue i gotta say it was the seating, awesome. The way that the way the floor is with the seats and stuff, like uh, we had really pretty good. I mean, there's not a bad seat in the house, but I mean, world class seats. But before cool. we get into the into the seating, because there, there were some yep. annoying things about it, it's it's amazing place to hear. But is it the merch? The merch I want to talk. Oh my god! Merch. Yes, I know. Okay, oh my god! So we got into the merch line, and well, uh, you call it a yeah. merch line. I would call it a merch mob. A merch mob. It was a crowd, and Nesbitt was like, he was losing. He's like, let's just order it online. You were like. You were flipping out. You were in dad mode. You're like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, I got this, Nesbit, And I just angled like a slug and started sliding through the crowd like I was a 16-year-old guy trying to get in a girl's bed sheets. And uh, I just made my way. I slid, I slid in like a slug. I was just sliding in there. And then I got up and, uh, oh, man, I made a mistake on the merch. So here's what we did for the merch. I did the the hoodie, which was the best maiden yep. gear I've ever bought. And I and I I also pulled the trigger on the shirt which I'm wearing now, which is the event shirt, which yeah. makes no sense to me because I still don't see it. It's basically the uh, Summer in Time Eddie on a chessboard, right? Well, it, it's to tie in that ties into the Prisoner, and I think that, yeah, there's you know that TV show The Prisoner that yeah that the song The Prisoner. Well, what does that have to do with the in? venue? I don't know. It's yeah. just a, a thing. I know I don't really like this shirt. I mean, yeah. I got this shirt on too, and I'm like. I'm not a big fan. I already talk how I'm not a big fan of this guy. Uh. Yeah. And I turned down to get this event shirt because I was like, oh, special edition event shirt. I turned down the dark purple uh, Can I Play With Madness shirt. Like shirt. What was I thinking? I've been kicking myself ever since. And yeah. And that would have been the perfect buy. But anyway, I nailed it on the hoodie. And why yeah, did I get you? I got cool. you this shirt as well, right? Yeah. This, yeah, the, yeah. The event shirt for the event shirt yeah, as well, UK yeah. and Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. And but, uh, man, the yeah. merch lines were just there's just no uh, ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of I don't understand what takes people so long when they get to the front of the merch line. I like, don't know. You know, tell what them the, what shirt you want in what size and no, take it and go. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go off on the merch line for just a second. I know we've done so much on merch, but like it's literally the most important thing when you're at the show as a takeaway. It's important. You know, people fly for this. Like, you know, you want the good merch. Now, you can order it online, but that's expensive, and you can't see it. And you want to buy it there. You want to buy it there. Honestly, the the three young people at the front of that merch line could not be arsed. Like, they were going as slow as possible. Like, they were, like, rolling their eyes at each other. Like, there was – whoever is hiring these people, give them a taste. Like – I well, would the venue slinging. already gets a big chunk of the merch profits, and the band oh, gets the rest. And I'd be like, slinging those out so quick. I know. I'd have one person on the tap, tap, tap. One person on the tap, tap, tap. Another guy just going. I mean, it'd take an, 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 an enterprising individual. 
Nesbitt, let me tell you about how I organized this line, buddy. <laughs> it would take an enterprising individual a few minutes. Anyway, it's disgusting. Every time we go, what is going on? Why do we have to wait in these giant lines? Anyway, that's enough. That's enough about merch. Crazy expensive. Super, like it was like a mosh pit. I basically yeah. had to be wedged between a bunch of dudes for about 20 minutes, coated yeah. in sweat. But then when so I came I'm- out... You did. Pines. You had a shirt for me, and you had yeah. yeah. And then I went and got uh, some Heineken, yeah. Um, which I wasn't too crazy about, but that was it. Did the job, and mm-hmm. then we got to our seats just in time for. Doctor, doctor, and when Doctor Doctor started playing, my there's like a switch in my brain that like clicks on, and I'm just like in full on maiden mode. It's, oh. it's crazy. And that so that venue, we were right down the middle, just up from the, yeah. the a little bit to area. the left, yeah, a little, little bit. bit, yeah, just a little bit off center. Yeah, and it's an arena, or I wouldn't call it an arena. It's a it's an, an a, a amphitheater style. Yeah, it's yeah. like built for music, right? Yeah, exactly. So the, the audio was amazing. Like everywhere that we see Maiden is usually a hockey rink. Yeah, in you North America. I mean? Yeah, in North America. But the, uh, this was like built for music as a music venue, and the sound was great. Um, yeah, and and like, yeah, Doctor Doctor came on, and we were just start losing our minds. <laughs> I know <laughs> the it was butterflies. So awesome. And then the Blade Runner theme comes on. Yeah. And with all the like, so the stage set is kind of stripped down a bit compared to like the Legacy one, which I kind of like, like. Too many inflatables and stuff. I think is a little bit distracting. Not really, but for this for this tour, I really liked what they did. It was like the the, the neon lights. Um, I don't know. And then the Blade Runner theme came on, and it was just another level of pumping up the crowd after Doctor Doctor. And it's a really futuristic-looking uh, stage set with the lights, yeah. and then has a futuristic kind of music, and like the f- just whip the crowd into a frenzy. You know what I mean? And your mindset, yeah. like Doctor Doctor, gets you in the right, you know, mentally prepared. And then this comes on. It's like this ritual before the concert starts. Yeah, it was so cool. It's so and, awesome. Uh, the way the stage is framed up, everything was like neon, and there was all this lighting over it. And then in yeah. the back, there's basically a, a movie theater screen. But that that they keep changing the background on. Well, there was regular fabric backgrounds. Yeah. And there's two small screens, video screens, like flanking it on both sides. Okay, okay. So you just had a regular backdrop, but then it kind of gave some motion, though, to the backdrops on the sides. Yeah, it looked like they layered, but I wasn't sure if that was just what they were projecting on it. That's so awesome, man. And they, they, yeah, yeah. keep going. And then, well, I was just going to say the energy when the intro came on. 
everyone lost their mind. So that, yeah, the intro came on, everyone was singing along, and then caught somewhere in time, the guys run out, and holy crap. Fantastic. What an awesome opener, man. It's such a great opener, such a great opener. Everyone was, it was, was hopping. That that was, though, where I, I realized the only downside of our seats, because we were, like, in the perfect place, looking down, fantastic acoustics. Like, we, we I'm not complaining to anyone, like, literally, it felt like you could just reach out and touch them, like, they were just there. But I wanted to jump up, but it was a seated area, right? So it's like yeah. every time you stood up, you had to sit back down. It was like there was all these people like me just like with springs in their pants just dying to jump <laughs> yeah. up. But, but, you know, it wasn't a standing area. So I think they even had ushers that would tell you to sit down. That never happened to me. But, um, you know, it was it was meant to be seated. When, yeah. I just, when yeah. that was playing, I just wanted to get up and rip my shirt off and just go at it again. But, uh, but it wasn't it is, the venue for that. It is weird to be seated the whole time for me. Because even – we always talk about how – we don't like the floor. We always get seats. Yes. But that just means we get a seat and we just basically stand in front of it. And everyone <laughs> yes. does. You know what I mean? It's just yes. a place to stand that's elevated so you can look yes. down and rock yes. it. But to actually have to sit in your seat, like we don't usually do that. Yeah. But no, I, I agree. I was That was surprising. But I guess that's more the nature of the venue. In the hockey rink, you know, you're kind of on the side stand, standing up, looking at yeah. the stage. It helps your angle and everything. But. But or yeah, I don't, I don't want to complain because it was Maybe great. it's something to do with like where you're on a balcony and they don't want people standing and jumping around because if someone fell over, they would fall like 20 feet to their death. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> there's also, uh, you know, there's kids and there's there's different people. And uh, as a matter of fact, there's literally a guy and a couple songs down. We'll, we'll go through the, the few tracks now. But there's a guy literally, I looked over and he had the FaceTime going. Oh, showing yeah, that was so misses. weird. Showing the missus uh, the concert, so she's seeing at the lens, but he's holding the phone up, so I'm behind him, so all I see is his missus. Who's I know. Like, you took a picture lying, of it. She was literally laying his, in her laying nightgown in bed, on bed. In, in her and bed, he, like, whoa. <laughs> watching, and he's holding the phone up, so his, like, I guess his girlfriend or his wife can see. And oh, we're like, gosh. why are we watching your phone like, in it front of It was not her? a pretty picture. But I whipped anyway, he put it away. He put it away pretty quick. He put it away pretty <laughs> quick, did. though, to be fair. He but uh, I was like, if I, if I have to look, stare at your wife in bed watching the concert through your phone in front of me, yeah. like, it's so distracting. Was, anyway, I know. he put it away pretty quick. No, it, it, it was it, so you know, weird, it was, man. It was so weird, but it's one of those wholesome <laughs> moments where, you know, he was like, hey, honey, look, watch, I'm here. And, and she's like, oh, great. You know, she's lying in bed, like, turn this off. <laughs> but yeah. So one thing about... As soon as Cut Somewhere in Time started, one thing that really hit me was just how good Bruce sounds on this tour. Yes. Somewhere in time, Bruce 
man, what an opening track, oh. man. And in this concert, too, you realize this is the f- f- beginning of it. Is that like this is basically the Adrian Smith show? Yeah. He nailed every solo. Yeah. A lot of like really long, complex ones. And I mean, it blew me away on this very first song when Adrian played his first solo. like a force in nature it was crazy he was fantastic what an opening track that's like you're only one track in and me and you were just like i remember we looked at each other we were just like whoa (laughs) yeah we were doing what we always do which is oh my god we're seeing maiden it's gonna go too fast (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. trying to slow down time trying to stop it i know we 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 weren't caught somewhere in time that's a problem (laughs) yeah exactly and then stranger in a strange land yes like the the one two punch of those two songs yeah so crazy like uh and adrian again he like just stole the stole the show basically with his solos Opening your concert with those two, it's fantastic. Songs. Like I knew, it, I knew they were coming, but like to hear them both live, it, it wow, yeah, it really but it, worked. Adrian, uh, Adrian might have you know been been cranking at the solos, but that track for me was stolen by the Eddie when the uh, when the oh, yeah. strain land land Eddie came out, and he just kind of came out and just looked, and you thought he was going to do something, then he just kind of leaned, he tilted his hat like on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know like some of the art, and yeah, then he, and he looked so awesome. He had the trench coat and he had the hat over the summertime Eddie. Uh, just like on the single, and um, he he just leaned back and put up his gun, and then he just turned around and walked out. I was like, "Oh, such a good tease!" It was so great because yeah. it was too early in the show to have a big Eddie thing distract. But he just kind of came in, and I was like, "Whoever was in that costume, like it was so awesome! Like it was just perfect." And we, I'm, we could see him perfectly. I mean, it was just flawless. Yeah, it was it was cool, like a little tease. You're right because he came out mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, he's going off already!" Like I was expecting I was like, him to like happening? shoot something or do something, but he just kind of came out, yeah. leaned back. Like foreshadowing, yeah, and then he just left again. And I was like, so such a cool way to get that extra Eddie in with like the trench coat and the hat, and it's such well, an iconic the, thing. By the way, should we should we say spoiler alert? <laughs> I guess <laughs> I not. Really, I think it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think anyone that doesn't want to get yeah. spoiled has like turned this off ages ago. <laughs> turned this off long ago. Yeah. So that led into the first Sinjutsu track, the writing on the wall, which. 
you know, this was Bruce's first bit of banter, and the crowd was, like, super pumped. Um, I really enjoyed this a lot more than I did in Ottawa. Um, Adrian's acoustic intro was super cool. Um, this show, I had a better view, um, and I was... Maybe it was because I was sitting, but I could really soaked in every second of this one. And I kind of realized how great this song is live. Like, when I saw it in Ottawa, I was kind of like, ah, there's a lot going on. And I don't know. It, afterwards, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool to see live. The solos were good or whatever. Um, I'm glad they kept this one in the set list. This this is like a modern day Maiden classic from this era, I think. Yeah, it definitely plays well live. Yeah. Um, you know, and personally, I would have liked Stratego as well, but... Um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm glad they kept it. I thought it was excellent, but I, I mean, I really liked it in Ottawa. It's, it's, it's when we do the final rankings on the, on the album, you'll see for me, it's up there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And I love, yeah. uh, Adrian coming out and playing the acoustic. Writing on the wall, my friends! like a, a new kind of classic yeah. i think that's going to be in the set list for a long time yeah it's and bruce gets cool. calling out to the crowd and he likes yeah. it yeah it's, it's i just excellent. love uh adrian's that acoustic intro i really love when adrian played it and yeah. bruce didn't talk all over it like he did on the last on the legacy thing like adrian couldn't seem to play that with a bruce cracking jokes over it so at least he like, kind of stepped back and let adrian play his thing which is kind of cool yeah it's nice watching him on the acoustic too it's pretty cool yeah yeah adrian's yeah, a machine man yeah. But uh so we had caught somewhere in time. Yeah. With like a crazy Adrian Smith solo. Stranger in a Strange Land with another Adrian Smith solo. And then we have a yeah. third song with like Adrian playing another super like it's like up to this point it's really Adrian Smith like I don't know, he's the dominating. standout man. Yeah, he's dominating. solo fantastic so that's three songs in a row with three epic solos like it's it, you know that's kind of crazy that yeah like, they front loaded it with so much work for adrian i guess yeah. it's not work but yeah the guys seem pretty chill though on stage like you know the to me the exhausting job is bruce's right <laughs> and, yeah and, uh, i know but still you know, it's a Nicholas. lot of epic yeah basically i'm just saying the, the first three songs if you had never seen Maiden, you'd be like, okay, that's the main guy in Maiden. Uh, yeah. Because he is... really stood up and, like, 
took control of this concert at the beginning. Which is an argument for another day, but probably correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, you know, <laughs> probably a fair analysis. But, um, yeah, I, it's also good, though, if you're Adrian, to if you got a lot of detailed solos like those, to get them out of the way early. Get you warmed up, get into Yeah, it. that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, writing on the wall, man. So the set, lo- set list is, like, perfection for me up to this point. Days of Future Past, the right. background for me, I just absolutely loved it. Right, so this motorcycle Eddie, yeah, that, that's up for the writing on the wall, falls away, and there's this time machine backdrop mm. with uh, all the dates on it. So, do you know the date? What the dates were? No, that's what I was wondering because there's 1975, 2021, 1986. Obviously, that's uh, so it's the year made informed yeah. or the date yeah. made informed, the release yeah. release date of Sinjutsu and the release date of Somewhere in Time. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, which is kind of yeah. cool, a little Easter egg. Wait, now, there's stage. there's a six, a six, and another six over here. What could that mean? <laughs> What's that we'll, one? We'll never know. We'll never know what that one means. <laughs> Days of Future Past, man, like, uh, the opening riff kicked in. So good live. You know, that like, that energy from that song, it was as good live as I thought it was going to be. And they just sounded amazing. And then from that, they went into... The time machine. So yes. Yannick is at the acoustic guitar. Um, yes. And then he comes out of that intro, and you know when it kicks in, and Bruce is like, he's like, jump, jump, and the audience kind of lost it to the time machine, which I was happy to see. What did you think of the time machine? Because I know you're. I thought it was good. I thought it was. I. You know what? I. I. I'm. I'm a stubborn old mule. I've gotten some load of uh, feedback on that, but a lot of people uh, agree with me. The smart people. But now, time, time machine is great. I love it on the tour. There's some amazing moments. It's really good on the tour. My problem on the album is that, you know, it never, you know, hits that heights, uh, which is my problem with a few of these songs. That said, I still listen to Sinjitsu a lot when I run, and. The time machine's catching me now. Whereas okay. I used to say darkest hour, like I would sometimes just you know be running and you get in your own thoughts. Yeah. But yeah. now I'm I'm hearing it more and more. But that said, I still feel like it's a fantastic song. Leave something on the table. That's all I'm saying. It could okay. be it could be a top ten maiden song with a few tweaks. But we're not with gonna read with re- a new chorus or something. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 And and if it got a little higher, but I gotta say it's excellent. I'm glad it's in the it's in the uh, it's in the set list, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. The standout to me was the triple axe attack. Yeah, that was uh, Adrian great. into Dave into Yannick in the guitar yeah. solos and live. Um, I have a clip of that too. This is like from the Dublin show again, and this is I just could listen to this guitar solo all day.
so that's that solo man yeah that transition from adrian into dave there like yeah. it's just amazing right yeah and like yeah. so every time that yannick played a solo on, yeah. at this concert he really impressed me but really dave this is the point in the concert where dave murray i started noticing dave murray and it's like every single time he played a solo i was just man like he is so good and he kind of takes so a good. background to the other guys because he doesn't like yeah. jump around like yannick and he's not like playing these super long solos he plays these yeah. solos but like so many notes and so fluid and that was a good example of one where at that point yeah. in the concert i was just like dave murray is insane he's amazing yeah there was this point though i remember i think it was in the glasgow show not to distract from this one but he was up uh front and to the left and he just like stood the guitar up vertically and he was yeah. just doing a solo and it was just so chill he just looked so relaxed but like he wasn't even at, right at the front like you know, Harris was ahead and, and Adrian, but they were spaced. Yep. But all the lights kind of went to him, but he was back a bit and he just stole the show. He's so good, man, but he's so elegant. Like he just, you know, he lets yeah, the, so fluid, he's not yeah. jumping around. He's not, you know, trying to draw attention or amp it up. He just lets it, you know, oh man, it's amazing. Yeah, it was great. And the next song, yeah. The Prisoner, which was, yes. uh, that was a kind of, uh, you know, you're, you're got somewhere in time and you've got these Sanjitsu songs. And this is like the first true classic, if you don't count the somewhere in time as classic. Yeah. And this is another thing. This is another solo by Dave Murray. It's The Prisoner Live in Dublin. And yeah. man, like, again, this is where my kind of my attention kind of started focusing on Dave Murray more so than like anyone else, just because he really blew me away. blew me away and adrian's background vocals too i loved hearing that too yeah i gotta be honest when i when i hear prisoner in this set list uh i love prisoner but it's even so much better here because i do have times when i'm a little bit fatigued on the two albums you know like yeah i i it's so funny because i and when i say when i hear it here in the set list this is our first time she seen the show so i'm just absorbing everything but yeah. i you know i listen to the set list constantly as i was telling everybody before you know, some people don't want spoilers and they go into a concert. Personally, I like to just listen to the set list through. I love it. Yeah. But I was starting that, now, to Now, that being said, it would be awesome to see a first show of a show, a first show of a tour without knowing the set list. Nesbitt, put that yeah. on the bucket list. That's happening. Yeah, we have to. Okay. That's happening. That's happening. Just because so write, with us, we, we don't need to listen. Like, I go to see some bands sometimes and I really try to learn all the songs on the set list so that I know yes. them. But with Maiden, I already know every single song inside and out, even the B-sides. Yes. Like, there's nothing they could literally play that's a Maiden song that that's I right. don't know. So, like, I could go blind into it and enjoy every song. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that that's what's great about it. But, I mean, even with Maiden, though, you know, you, you can kind of, I mean, picking a tour list is impossible. But if you gave me 50 songs, I could guarantee that I wouldn't miss, no song would be outside of those 50. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. They might Depending on the nature of the tour. Yeah, but, that's true. You know, if it was like, uh, yeah, anyway. But, so, there's part of me now, after this, that does kind of miss the legacy classics. Legacy of these classics. Yeah, the true, like, classic classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when The Prisoner came on to me, it just, like, hurricane right back. And it was great, too, because we never, 
you know, it's 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 a good addition. So I was pumped by it. And that was the first time for you seeing yeah. Prisoner Live. So. It was. And then after that, the background backdrop changes. Yeah. And uh, we get this bit of banter from Bruce. You've done me a favor by doing that because uh, I have to explain, I have to explain the next song, right? And I have a particular difficulty this evening because you're not dead. So manifestly, manifestly, the death of the Celts is complete and utter bollocks. However, somebody had a go at it once, a long, long time ago, but just goes to show you can't keep a good bunch of people down. But here you are. And then, uh, man, what did you think of Death of the Celts Live? I thought it was fantastic. I thought the Me backdrop too. was awesome. I thought it was great. I thought that lead-in was good. But you know, you know, I thought that was very funny. That's that a was typical a Bruce lead-in. joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just he's just letting the tension. Yeah. And but the the backdrop was awesome. And they yeah, just really cool. It. They yeah. killed it. Uh, yeah. This is a song like you know when we're talking about Time Machine, absolutely fantastic. But this is a song that the tour has elevated a lot in my mind. You yeah, know, I get, agree. Yeah. yeah. Again, the solos. I mean, I, I liked it anyway. We covered it. It's 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 an excellent track. But I mean, just the way they pulled it off was fantastic. Yeah, seeing this live, especially seeing it in Ireland live. Yeah, it was a very cool experience to see Death of the Celts in Ireland. I'm glad that you know we did that. <laughs> Yeah, did you notice that there was uh, how animated at various points like Harris was? Like he yeah. was doing great in, the, in it. And I just, I don't know. And the backdrop, it felt so different. Even though it's from the album, it felt like it was inserted. You know, it, it kind of had, you know, people have said, um, I think people have compared it to Klansman. But, um, you know, now I can actually see it from a tour perspective. Like it did have a Klansman yeah. feel. All he needed was, it was like green and blue. And there was the sword and if he'd have, if he'd have had a kilt on, you know, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I gotta say it jumped in my mind. And I may have said something I can't remember when we did this when we did our episode on Death of the Kilts, but I may have said something about how I wanted the parchment, and I kind of wish they didn't do this one live. But now after seeing it live, yeah. like this one comes off so good live. Like this one was built to play live, and like you said, Steve Harris looked like he was having so much fun, and uh, Dave Murray again on this one, like his guitar solo. Uh, again, it blew me away. So yeah, Dave Murray just blew me away. That whole song just blew me away. He's fantastic. And then that one ended, and then Can I Play With Madness, which was one of the highlights of the show for me.
fantastic. Yeah. One of my favorite tracks. This is a track I always define as, you know, this is the this this is kind of sums up the ethos of Maiden for me. Um, I've always said that. I, I regret not buying this shirt. I'm getting that shirt. I'm just gonna order it online. Yeah. I need it. I have to. I have to have it. The backdrop, <laughs> fantastic. I know. Yeah, it's and, one of my favorite, like Maiden graphics yeah. of all time. Is that can I play with madness, Eddie? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we should get the shirts, man. Other than the prisoner, this is the only non from the two albums. Yep. Right. Yep. So it, again, it's just boom. All of a sudden, Seven Sun is in there, and you're just cranking it out. And it's oh, the way they, you know, I don't know. It, it was oh, I love it. And then they dip back into Somewhere in Time and Heaven Can Wait, which I'm not a huge giant Heaven Can Wait fan normally, but uh, the street backdrop, that futuristic street backdrop was really cool. Yeah. Um, Dave Solo was awesome. You know, the whoa, whoa, whoa part, like live, that was just Fantastic. really cool. And this was kind of a centerpiece for the whole set as far as like stage stuff goes, because Eddie came out, the Somewhere in Time Eddie came out, Bruce... Uh, had that gun on the side of the stage and they're shooting back yes. and forth and he blew up the gun and then Eddie got hit and it was it was really entertaining and uh, yeah it's it's the yeah. same Eddie from previously only didn't have the 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 stranger strange line hat and coat right, right but he had he had the same gun yep and it was actually firring but it was like firing like a slow laser which was I think it was like a fireworks yeah was I'm not like sure how they did it because it looked like a lot it was of awesome when it hit and it was timed. Amazing. I have no idea how they did it. It was really, really to, cool. To do that in the middle of a show. like So Bruce is up on the right side of the stage, up on the top. Yeah. The, the you know Eddie is over on the left, down on the bottom of his back. Against, he's all tall. And then they're shooting across. Everyone's playing underneath. And like there's literally projectiles. They're either slow-moving lasers or or like some projectile. Because you could see the bullets fly. No, they are, and, they are like a, it's some kind of slow pyro thing. And then yeah, it, was timed, thing, yeah. it was timed so that when he shot it at Eddie, then something on Eddie would explode. So it looked yeah. like he was hitting him and exploding. And then he'd shoot back and the gun – at one point the gun blew up that Bruce had yeah. this like mounted cannon. And yes. that blew up into sparks. And it was just – it was really cool, man. Yeah. It was really the, well Other done. than – this is the best I've seen on the stage. I'm going to tell this right now. This is the best I've seen on the stage other than the Icarus torches. Yeah. The Icarus torches, which were just like intense. The best pyro, I mean? just the best stage engagement that I've seen. What about that Ace's High inflatable uh, Spitfire? Because the first time we saw that, that was that, a that, That's so cool. That's so cool. But that's yeah. more of a prop than an, than an interaction. Yeah, okay. Now, now, yeah, we're, now I... we're splitting hairs. <laughs> but like, remember how many times like Sinjit, uh, Book of Souls, they were swinging a sword and he's running underneath them? Yeah, I yeah. love that stuff. Yeah. I love all the props with Hallowed Be the Name, you know, and, and, uh, and all that stuff. Him going around with the lantern and various things. All that stuff's cool. This was like, like there, there was a kid at one of the shows, who was like freaking out. Yeah, it was, it was the this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was this one. Yeah. It was the guy in front of us, right? And it was like, it was just green lasers and I think green and blue and it was just amazing. Yeah, it was it so was cool. Super cool. And, yeah, uh, people are going to Google it online and be like, <laughs> that's not that cool, Josh. No, it it was awesome to watch it was really it live. Cool, I just yeah. didn't see it coming. Yeah. Yeah, if you watched a YouTube video of it, it probably wouldn't look quite as cool. But like, I was kind of not expecting it and that's one thing I didn't yeah. do is watch any YouTube videos before the concert. So yeah. this was a kind of a surprise to me because I kind of kept myself. Ooh, from we found the... our we found our spoiler line because I'm the same way. We we want to know the tracks. We listen to the tracks. We prep yeah. for the concert. Uh, I like to listen to the tracks more so for timing and flow. Yeah, like you know you know all the tracks, but like you just listen to through them, and then 
you'll hear things in the tracks where you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens there. And, you know, uh, back to the solos real quick. One of the things that I find, you know, when I'm listening, I'm like, ooh, who's playing that solo? And I can usually pin it down pretty accurately. If not, I can search online or whatever. When you watch them switch to each other on the, on the stage, it's so cool. Yeah. And I'll never see enough of that. Like that, And that's, that is, in a lot of ways, a unique Maiden experience because you have three guitars. Right, you get to watch some transition. The triple yeah, axe um, attack, yeah, totally. But our spoiler alert is: we don't want to know the backdrops. We don't want to know what the Eddie's going to do. We don't want right. to know if there's any switch solos or covering or anything interesting happens. Yep. Pretty much. So after that, what everyone except me was waiting for, Alexander the Great. Everyone except I was you. Kind of hesitant about this one. Yeah. When it when they played it, I admit I liked it. I was I yeah. kind of came around. Oh, I, I was it. like, this is a, this is a. This is a good song. Like the solos are great, the chorus yes. is great. Um, did you notice that Bruce hit the gong behind Nico? I did, and it and messed if, it up. If, no, and the gong fell off yeah. and like yeah, fell, fell off, down to yeah. the ground. And Everody had to yeah. come in and rehang it up. Yeah. So that's funny. But yeah, yeah Adrian that, nailed yeah. the solos. I remember watching when Dave played his solo, watching like the screens on the side of the of, of the stage, and just watching his fingers and like so many notes in such a small. Uh, amount of time and uh <laughs> i remember i turned to you and i laughed after uh this part I thought that was funny. He held that uh, died in fever in Babylon note for so long, but uh, yeah, we always joke about him dying in fever in Babylon. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next was Fear of the Dark, and yes. this was another first for me at an Iron Maiden concert, which is <laughs> me I, too. I went to take a piss during Fear of the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> we both did. You were like, "I'm gonna go take." I was like, we "We're both like fears coming up." I mean, how many times have we seen Fear live, and it's yeah. not. A fave. It's great to hear people sing it, but also you can enjoy that while you're out getting more beers, which is where I went. Oh, I went okay. and got us. I I, I went. <laughs> this right. is, let me tell it from your perspective. You went and got a leak. I ran and got a quick one, and then I ran in line and I got us a couple of Guinness. And I come back and you're like, you you look at me and went, oh, we don't need those, Josh. I said. I gave it to you. I said, just have a sip. And you went, oh my god, that's so fucking good. <laughs> it's true because we were drinking Heineken's, and I was kind of like. These like warm Heinekens, you know what I mean? At uh, the concert, like and I was piss. just like, I was like, they're not going down. And then I was like, uh, I think I left like half a half of one in the drink holder in the seat in front of me, and I was like, oh. And then you yeah. showed up with more beer, and I, but it was Guinness this time, and I tasted it, and I was like, oh yeah. Or I don't know, yeah. was it was it Guinness or was it uh, whatever their stout? That was Guinness. That was because Guinness. Uh, that stadium is owned by Heineken. I thought they weren't allowed to have uh, Guinness. No, it was Guinness. Okay. I went up and got a. Two pints of Guinness. And they but I remember I pints. tasted it, and I was just like, oh, oh okay, Mother's milk. much better, yeah. I so, know. Anyway, I got back to my seat in time for Dave Murray's solo on Fear of the Dark. Yes. Um, and then Iron Maiden with the big inflatable Sinjutsu Eddie and the uh, Yannick battled the Samurai Eddie. Yes. Again. <laughs> yeah, the big Samurai Eddie you on know what? stage. I'm not yeah. a huge fan of the Samurai Eddie with the sword, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I mean... I, to me, it's just the the summertime Eddie stole the show. He looks so good. Yeah, that could be it. And this yeah. is kind of and, a holdover from the 
modified Legacy 2, which is... It uh, is, and he, I didn't like his costume that much. I mean, yeah. remember how good the Book of Souls Eddie was? Yeah. And now, he's up there with, like, the Summertime Eddie. Like, the yeah. Summertime Eddie looks so good. That costume was, like, must have been, like, ten grand. I mean, it's amazing. That yeah. The, the Sajitsu Eddie looked like it had, like, garments and... Cl- it didn't look like... They could have done a bit better, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm not yeah, trying to know. knock it too much, but it's just once once I'd already I was already so invested in the summer and time. Eddie, I just thought he yeah, was yeah. amazing. And then when when the Sinjitsu Eddie came out, I thought it was cool. And I love the big head in the backdrop. That was, was really impressive. Yeah. The way it moved, it was kind of yeah. oh, cool. It was like how did they blow that it was yeah. balloon up? It was it's funny you said shit. that about Book of Souls though, because that Book yeah. of Souls Eddie, when you got his heart pulled out and stuff, amazing. and the inflatable Book of Souls head, like yeah, that was such a good. Oh, that man. was so cool. I'd love to be the head that. rotating that was, in the stadium. That was awesome. Such a great tour. Oh, man, I'd pay to see that again, I could tell you. So then oh, we're into God. the encore and yes. Hell on Earth. So the backdrop of Eddie as the Statue of Liberty in the sand, like Planet of the Apes style. And then Steve came out and played the intro on an acoustic bass. Yep. And then when they got into it, man, it was just pyro everywhere. So much pyro was so great. And, I mean, the song came off so good live. I realized, too, that all those little guitar melodies, not the solos, but, like, the non-solo, those little guitar melody lines, Yannick mm-hmm. was playing all of those because I was kind of curious who played them, and he played them all live. So that was, uh, yeah, but Dave's solo on this one, again, he nailed it, and uh, this is the last clip I have from the show. Um, yeah, again, Dave just blew my mind. <laughs> So yeah, Dave blew my mind again. This song is a whole new beast live. And that love in anger, love in danger. Uh, the, like everyone just singing along to that. Like what a great song to come off live, man. Amazing. Really oh, it was great. fantastic. It was so good. But also the tour, which has already dominated the set list. Like, when I say the tour, I mean Sujitsu and Summertime have already dominated the set list. They come in to the encore with Hell on Earth, which we haven't covered uh, yet in the pod that's that's we're gonna next get to week that. yep next week you know spoiler alert it's an awesome song <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> it's in the encore on the tour we just saw well, i didn't really like it and that's bad no i mean it's like i think we're gonna be into it but to me it just it, it it carried the album even further i think that's such a cool touch to save a track from the tour for the encore they haven't done that in the past you know, uh, the three classics it. that can kind of like Two are given, one is guessed, and, and it's like, oh, I really like this approach. Plus, it really extended the length of the encore. 11 minutes. Yeah, Fantastic. that's true. Yeah. But that song came up perfectly, and then it led right into Fantastic. The Trooper, which is like the all-time classic. Um, oh, yeah. unreal. Yep. I thought they nailed The Trooper. Yep. What do you think of, of Nico's playing? Because I hear a lot of people talking about Nico, and I did no- notice at the beginning of this that he, some of the fills are a bit different. Yeah. Just sounded a little but you remember, remember, in, remember the Book of Souls. Like it just, you could. He was more present. Remember, like his his kit was there. You could see him the whole time, and he was getting engaged. Yeah, but he's always pretty much. And... No, he's always pretty much in the back there. Like he's yeah. That's just kind of the maiden setup. I don't know. I also, I yeah. wonder how much of both of what you're saying and what I'm saying is just like because we've heard other people say this because we've in heard our head. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, totally. I, I believe that's like, completely it. 
It's like the uh, keyboards on uh, Sinjutsu. That yeah, you, <laughs> you hear them all the time. That's all now. you can hear. Yeah, I know, so. I know. I never, I never even thought about it until. I mean, I bet if someone had said the same thing, you know, Book of Souls, I might have made a point. But I say, I don't know. Like Book of Souls was such a, such a drumming experience. It's, you know. And anyway, then we're into the last yeah. song of the show, which is "Wasted Years," which I think is the perfect closer for any Maiden yes. concert. I um, think from now on, yeah. it should only end with "Wasted Years" or "Blood Brothers." That's it. Yeah, wasted years, and the screen's showing like a montage of all the old yep. eddies from the past. It was really cool. So cool. And then that was it, man. They uh, came out through their picks and through their drumsticks, and Bruce brought out a tray of uh, stout, which wasn't Guinness. I looked up; it's uh, it was Island's Edge, which is a Heineken. Three Arena is owned by Heineken, so it was a uh, a Heineken whatever co- company. Whatever their stout you is called, Island's and Edge. your incessant research, you're still <laughs> trying to say that I brought you two, three islands stout, whatever the hell. That's not mother's milk. That's goat's milk. Okay? <laughs> it was delicious. I did. I would never serve that to you, Nesbitt. Ter- <laughs> Terry might do that to you, but not me. And that was the show. And then uh, we walked back to the center of Dublin by the river. Yeah. Uh, back to the foggy dew for a little bit, and then we ate kebabs. <laughs> we did. Oh my God! I inhaled quite a few kebabs on this trip. Yeah, you did. You had. Uh, I did. I had half several a dozen. <laughs> I had. Oh, I lived for the kebabs over there. Yeah, you even ate a kebab yeah. and then went back and got another kebab immediately after you finished the first kebab. <laughs> that, that that might have happened in Glasgow. In Glasgow, I I had a kebab you wouldn't have when I, I I ate a kebab on the street, and then in in Ireland the last night you were like, I'm done with kebabs. I ordered a kebab on uh, on Skip the Dishes or DoorDash or whatever it was. And uh, to the pub. <laughs> so that was the uh, Maiden du- uh, Dublin. And the next morning, yeah. uh, we had to go to Glasgow. But we had the day yeah. in Dublin still. We woke up full Irish breakfast again for me, uh, accompanied with coffee and a pint of Guinness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we uh, met up with the Newfoundland crew again, uh, the guys, and talked about the show. Had a, had a beer while we waited to uh, go to the airport. We went to Dublin Airport for a flight to Glasgow. And uh, yeah. we had another very cool experience in the airport. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of messed that one up because uh, we should have booked an earlier flight, but it worked out well. It worked out good go, because we get to go yeah. to the beer temple and have IPAs and then we get to hang out with my brother-in-laws and uh, yeah, uh, Brad and Rod and had a few more pints down, right down in the middle of Temple Bar because their hotel was down there. And uh, that was the first time me and you had a drink down there. I've been down there by myself walking around a bunch, but... Uh, that was fantastic. We and actually... There. And we had a really good time, because you were you like, know, don't take me down here. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Brad, uh, our buddy. He was uh, he bought the round there, bought us a nice round. We were sitting in the rain. I had a little slip, look at the slip. I was like, what's a pint running down in uh, Temple Bar? Nine euros. Yeah, I know. Nine euro fifty. Now a pint at Smith's is like five fifty, and everyone's yeah. going nuts. Tourists almost double the price. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I was like, oh my god, you know, get a mortgage application. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. So we're at the at Glasgow Airport, or no, we're at the Dublin Airport. 
Yeah, uh, and I kind of messed Glasgow. up because because yeah. we should have flown a little early in the day, but it worked out. That worked out perfect. Yeah. So we're yeah. waiting for our flight, and we start chatting to these two people with maiden shirts. Uh, she noticed my watch, yeah. and she was like, nice watch, because I had the Bruce Dickinson watch. Yeah. And she's like, I'm a jeweler, and that's a cool watch, and blah, blah, blah. I can't remember their names. I wish I could. They they rec- they said to us, they, you know, how many flights have you, how many, or how many maiden shows have you been to? And I think at that stage, you know, 11 or 12. And then uh, they... Uh, they were like, oh, we've been to 100. And we were like, just, you know, how lucky you are. Now, in our defense, it takes us a four-hour flight and then a six-hour flight to get to these shows. So the minimum flight we've taken for a maiden show is four hours. Yeah. So it is intense. But they'd seen 100. And then they, we were, like, blown away. And they said, those guys in the back, over they've seen over 300. Right. So we get into yeah. the lineup to get on the plane. Yeah. And these two guys are behind us. And we're like, you saw them. Yeah. A bunch of times, and he's like, "Yeah, this will be my three hundred and forty-first maiden show, three hundred and forty-one." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." Anyway, we we're blown away, and we were talking to them for a while, and then we got on, we got through, showed our passports, and then we had to take a shuttle bus to the plane. Yeah. And we're on the shuttle bus, and one of them's like, "Are you the talking maiden guys?" So again, <laughs> someone recognized our voices, and we're like, "We are the talking maiden guys." Yeah. So that was kind of cool. We got recognized. I know. And then they're like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, you've been to 341 shows. Like, why do you impress the CS? Yeah, for? yeah. It's like, uh, but it but it was nice. And they were great guys. But uh, they both live in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, one guy's from Sweden. The other guy's Colombian. Great guys. Just fantastic guys. And oh, we're telling the great. stories. Like, when we were, they were like, oh, where, where are you from? It's, you know, Canada. Oh, they started listening out the Maiden shows they've seen in Canada. And then they were telling us places we had to go see Maiden. So knowledgeable. Best kind of guys. And, you know, we also bounced into them on the way out of Glasgow. Remember we that? did, got yeah. A picture with we ran them. into them again. Yeah, yeah. They got a picture with us. So it was great. So hopefully we hear from them. But that, that was just a new, another cool encounter. Yeah. But one of the things I love about Europe and the short-haul flights between Maiden shows is that half the crowd are Maiden fans. It reminds me of like when you used to travel to see football. Yeah. Like all the people you wear in the jerseys. It, it adds a dimension to it because you got people to talk to in the lineups and at the bar yeah. and stuff. That is pretty cool, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like there's a couple of times when – I was walking around by myself in Dublin and uh, yeah. just bumped into people in a bar and had a pint and just started talking to random people in Maiden shirts. And, you know, it's awesome. easy to have a chat with Maiden fans because they're usually pretty friendly. So can I tell my my story then? So we land in Glasgow. Yeah. You got a nice hotel booked. Uh, we were having a good day, but yep. we were you were we, we could have been there earlier in the day. So yep. Nesbitt was a little bit grumbly in the tummy, wanted a big meal. Yeah. Uh, well, we had it like, in our oh, mind God. that we needed to eat steaks. Yeah. We need, and you're like, oh God, everything's closed. Everything's it closed. was so after like, ten o'clock. I'm by like, this just time. relax. I'm getting us a nice, nice couple of steaks. So then we're going around trying to find the the, the steakhouse. We walk by the pot still, and we're like, uh, uh, I'm like, want to go in there? And you were like, having none of it. You're dying to get a food. You're like, yeah, no, I no, no. Eaten we'll go there after. Hours, yeah, yeah. So then we we go around. We find that we go to the steakhouse. It's just closing, and and you know, I said, where, where can we go? He says, around the corner is a fantastic one. Long story short, we got to that that steakhouse. We sat down, and that just hit the spot because we'd been eating Perfect. like kebabs and stuff. And I wanted to have yeah. like an actual nice meal, so we had that totally. And then so I was like, sh- and then I was like, I need a break from the Guinness. Let's go up to this place, the Pot Still, because yes, we were told they have two hundred and fifty over two hundred and fifty kinds of whiskey. Exactly. So exactly. we go in. You start talking to the bartender about like what you like and whatever, and he hits us up with these like amazing. Uh, what do you call them? They're not like a... They're drams. A dram They're just like 25, you know, uh, 25 milliliter okay. kind of servings. 
But yeah. I, I went in and I said, I, he's, I said, I, I want some good whiskey. And, and he said, uh, well, what's your price range? I said, what, well, what is the range? He goes, everything from a pound to 300, but to a hundred pounds, a dram. And I was like, you got one pound whiskey. He's like, yeah, but it's shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Like, he said Why don't I do that? So I was like, yeah, give me around eight or 10 pounds kind of thing. And then, so he broke it through these bottles. Yeah, so you get these uh, two drams, you come back, and then we run into this guy. We just start chatting to this guy, Dougie. Yes, that's right. And he's from Glasgow. Yeah. Um, it's funny, and he had a, he just stepped calling me, Nizzy, Nizzy. Yeah, yeah. He was he was just a pensioner, just came over and started talking to us. He was finishing off a dram, and then and then we were just chatting. He was trying to go him. home, but we kept uh, was, plying him with whiskey, and we're like, stay here and I, I talk said- to us. Yeah, he said. He said. Uh, he said. Oh, you know, I'm. I, I said uh, we're doing some whiskey tasting. You want to give us a guide? And he was calling you Nezzy, which is great because Nesbits are from Scotland, and it was a real cool thing because you know you never heard that before. Yeah, if but, you look yeah. in the phone book here, uh, like I'm the only Nesbit in the phone book. Well, me and my mother used to be the only two Nesbits in the phone book in the city. So like, it's not a name that you ever hear. And then over there, he, I was like Nezzy, Nezzy, and I was like. Why are you calling me Nesbit? And he's like, that's what I call everybody named Nesbit. And I was like, oh, you know more people than me that the name Nesbit. That was kind of yeah. cool that, like, I don't know, that's being in Scotland, I guess. Nesbit. So we're having a great time talking to this guy. Um, and we're just laughing and laughing and laughing. He was hilarious. And uh, then all of a sudden we uh, turn around and we look over and, <laughs> like, maybe five, yeah. five feet from us. Uh, who was standing at the end of the bar, like, five feet from me? Mr. Yannick Gears. Yeah, so Yannick is there. He's in the bar. Man, fantastic. We uh, we and we were like, should we get a picture? Should we talk to him? And then we both agreed we did not <laughs> want to interrupt him because he's there with two guys yeah. from the two guys from the uh, the crew. From the t- yeah, from the crew. And he, they were laughing and telling stories or whatever. Uh, I guess yeah. it looked like they were having a conversation. I was like, I'm not going to go interrupt their conversation. So we're standing yeah. there and we're standing there for like ten minutes. Finally. One of the guys he was with went to, like, take a piss or something. And there's, like, a lull where neither of them are talking to each other. And I'm like, okay, now they're just standing there. They're not talking anymore. We're not interrupting. We can go in quick and say hi to him. So I start going over to talk yeah. to him. And I was like, and I was like, Josh, go do your thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what you did. You went over and you were like, you turn around, Josh, do your thing. I just walk over. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> Slide right in there. Old wingman Josh. <laughs> uh, so I, I slid in there. And I was just, I just, so, you know, a lot of people, we got a picture. We put yeah. it on Facebook. I only talked to him for, like, I was like, I don't want to interrupt. Just, I'm a big yeah. fan. Love your work. Loved the yeah. show yesterday. Looking forward to the show tomorrow. Yeah. I'm a big fan. That was it. And, yeah. yeah, I just want to say totally class. Yeah. We slid in there and we just said, look, we've traveled over from Canada to see the show. He said, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's super said, nice yeah, guy. Know, super nice know, guy. Yeah. And we said, we just saw you in Dublin. You killed it. And he said, oh, that's fantastic. And then we said, um, you know, uh, I'd love to get a picture with you if it's no problem. And he just said, oh, absolutely. And he came yeah. and got a picture with us. Yeah, we really didn't want to be annoying to him because he's out. Yeah, he he just uh, he just looked like he was just so happy to see us, but at the same time he was like you know doing his thing, and he was just yeah. so that's the way it is. It was perfect, very great encounter, and then we went back to Dougie and kept drinking. Yeah, and then we uh, that was the end of the night. Then, but uh, yeah, that was, it was pretty, we were pretty excited after. Do you remember the other part of that? The other part was on the way. When we when we when we walked by the pot still on the way to the steakhouse, when you were grumpy Nez looking for a steak, Harris was in there. Right, we heard Steve Harris was in there, so we walked right yeah, past the place while Steve was in there. But uh, anyway, so that was a good uh, first night in in Glasgow, and then the next day was the concert day. Yes. I did my usual get up and walk around for a few hours drinking coffee, so I was like caffeinated out my ears. And then yeah. me and you went and we got a meal of haggis. 
which was one of we the did. one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. So we went to this place and we had uh, starters, and then we had this haggis and a bottle of wine. And oh my god, yeah, it was one of the best the meals I ever had. Yeah, it was so good. It has this whiskey cream sauce. Amazing. So we have this Amazing. meal, and then we're walking back to the hotel just to get ready for the concert and we're walking past the pot still again <laughs> to remember this we're walking back and i was like let's pop in and just have a quick one more quick drink of whiskey before oh, we go yeah, back to the hotel. that's right and josh is like no 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 we let's, let's go to the hotel let's remember <laughs> and i was like yeah we'll go let's get we'll go in we'll have a quick one we'll be like half an hour and we'll come out again and you're like oh, i don't know if i want to go back in there again and i was like and then you're like how about we do rock, paper, scissors to see if we go in there or not? And I was like, oh, yes. I, I was like, yes. I was like, okay, we'll do rock, paper, scissors to see if we go in and drink whiskey. I'm going to do scissors. <laughs> and we're like, one, two, three. I did scissors and you did uh, paper and I won and we went in. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were like, let's do paper, scissors, rock. I'm going to pick, pay- I'm going to pick scissors. I was like, fuck it. We're in. <laughs> and we went in and we had another gorgeous dram of whiskey. Yeah. And a pint. Oh man. If that place was local, I'd be broke. I'd I be know. Uh, full on it's really so cool amazing yeah. they you know like here when we order up a, a whiskey there's like a giant shot there's like a giant rock glass yeah. there's like a little millimeter a little like squirt of whiskey at the bottom and loads of ice and it's garbage yeah over there the dram is shaped in such a way that you have a significant drink and like this is like a limited edition isla pete you know ah oh, it's unreal yeah was, some whiskeys we got some whiskeys that we'll probably yeah. never taste again well, that was pretty cool it was amazing. So then we went to meet up with a bunch of people at the yes. Solid Rock. Uh, it was some of the same familiar faces from Dublin, you know. Yeah. Uh, Andy and Tracy, Melissa, Fergal, fellow podcasters, some other Maiden fans. Uh, yes. Some new faces and some old faces from this trip. And then yes. another listener shows up in a yeah. Talking Maiden t-shirt. And I was like, yeah. who's this guy? Yeah, Gordon McLeod. Yeah. Who... Uh, we both had a good chat with, but me and him were in the corner talking for a good spell. We had a, yeah. a couple Here's of good a great chats guy, yeah. together. He's a fantastic guy. And not only that, when we parted ways towards the concert, he gave yeah. us both a gift. He gave us basically an, uh, this beautiful classic Iron Maiden phone card. And since I've been in talk, this is where, you know, sometimes you wish I had a video podcast. He sent me through pictures of his collection. He's been collecting like phone. He collects everything Maiden, right? Yeah. Just kind of one of, like like us. And, and he's got this beautiful collection. But he gave us this beautiful, like, a lovely phone card. And I've got mine now inside in my uh, case over here with various other rare maiden items that I've displayed in my loft. Fantastic. So that was cool. We walked to the uh, yeah. to the venue with him. Uh, first, we got steak and kidney pie. Ate yes, that. we did. <laughs> yeah. We did. And then Maiden Glasgow. So we got to the venue. Um, yeah. I, I think... This show, I'm not going to go through track by track on this show because we no. just did it for Dublin. Yeah. Crowd maybe a little more subdued, do you think? Hard to tell. Uh, I'd say very similar, again, seated. Again, yeah. we were in similar similar positions. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of felt it very much similar. Um, I wouldn't say it's more subdued. Um, perhaps maybe a little, but yeah. Yeah, Dublin was so, so that's not, that, that would be a slate on Glasgow because... Dublin was just on fire, and Glasgow yeah. was too. Plus, it was all new in Dublin, and this yeah. was like two days later for this. this yeah, the, the same show basically. We did show up in time to see Lords of the Lost, the opener. Um, yeah. In a past episode, I had a few negative things to say about them. I wasn't very nice to them. 
Um, yeah. After seeing them live, I think I was going easy on them. <laughs> it was like unbearable. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Maiden Man with your openers. Yeah. Pit. Night Demon for the next. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know you're biased on that, but I I completely agree with you. Pick a band that's good and that actually is up and coming. Yeah. You know, like pick someone and do something. Give back to the community, you know, that you've helped to build. Well, I'm just like, right? look at who your audience is. And try to please them instead of trying to force something on them, right? Yeah. Um, One thing I got to say about the Maiden Glasgow show is, uh, and this never happened to be, like, this has never happened to me before at Maiden shows, and we always see multiples on tours and stuff. Bruce's banter, like, his repeats of his banter was almost word for word, and there's a couple times, like, I remember there's one time where he, like, teased us about Sinjutsu, or not Sinjutsu, about Deja Vu. He said something about deja vu in between songs, and I was like, if he plays deja vu, I'm going to lose it. But then he, they didn't. They went into whatever song it was. And he did it again in Glasgow, and I was like, uh, and I heard people around me like, oh my god, deja vu. And I was like, I don't know. And the whole thing no about chance. like how many gigawatts of electricity to run the time machine. Was, this is the first time that I was ever kind of like, eh, I wish you'd mix your banter up a little bit. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be word for word. It's kind of like, totally. insert city here. I don't know. And uh, the other thing I noticed about this second show is the first time I saw Alexander the Great, I was like, I'm totally wrong about this song. I take back everything I said. It's great live. And this time, the beginning was good. And when they went into the solo, when it came back out of the solo into the verse at the end, I was kind of like, eh, maybe I was right about this song. I'm still not crazy about it live. The second time I saw it live, I was kind of like, eh. The last mm-hmm. half kind of, I was kind of like, all right, let's get on to the next song. But I, I think any of these you know, you have to cut. I think we've been on the lash so long at this stage. Like, you know, it's literally Monday afternoon. You had an epic Tuesday or Thursday, an epic Friday, an epic Saturday. You've admitted this on the podcast yeah, live tonight, right? Sunday, epic. Pot sills. This is Monday night, right? Like, it's the fifth day. And to me, to be honest with you, I mean, I absolutely loved it. There was, there was parts of this show I liked more. I just felt I could focus more and I was less wound up yeah uh i i had like you know gordon and i had great chats during the day i wasn't like we were drinking pints at a good pace but not going crazy and and i felt really good and i i, I gotta say i really enjoyed the set list the, the thing for me was some of the things that really shocked me and surprised me the first time the stuff the 80s were doing um you know that was that that wasn't as surprising and it yeah. seems a bit more campy the second time um but yeah no i i gotta say and i love the venue it's an excellent venue. Yep, it's also an excellent yeah. venue. Yep. Yeah, no question. So another yeah great maiden show in the books. That was number twelve for me. I got a dozen. Yeah, so that's right. Kind you of a milestone for me. Which, uh, yeah, I got eleven. So I was double digit in Dublin. That was my eleventh. Yep. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was a good show. Fantastic. So, so a little context two show. Yeah. Yeah, a little context run show because we had tickets for Manchester. We had to bail on them. We did. We did, and we had to come back early. We're lucky we got. We did. I haven't told anyone this on the podcast. I'm going to say it anyway, but my wife is very pregnant. Yeah, very, <laughs> so I'm very baby, pregnant. Having a baby next month. And so like people are like, you know, why aren't you doing more shows? I'm like, I'm lucky I got two in. Yeah. I'm lucky I got to fly overseas. There, she, she kind of gave me the old, you're actually going? I was like, for the podcast. <laughs> there the is. Podcast. There was a, uh, a possibility and more than a slight possibility that uh, – your wife could have gone into labor while we were like rocking out to me. Yes, <laughs> my first a... child. Yeah. Wouldn't that? But you know what? That would be the most epic. 
But then I'd be like, well, if the baby's born now and everything's good, I might as well go to Manchester. <laughs> because you're being <laughs> you the dog house and you don't want to come home. I, I, oh, man. I just, I'd still be following them. I'd be down, where are they got Germany next month, you know, or next, next week. Um, no, yeah. So, so that's happening. So uh, I haven't told anybody that, but I mentioned it. I haven't told the podcast it. So that's been a big thing that that's kind of overshadowed it. So yep. uh, not overshadowed it, but it's the reason we cut it a little short. So uh, that was basically the maiden trip. After that, I, I went to Northern Ireland with uh, Jarvis and, and girlfriend Laura. And yes, they took me did. around like we they drove me all around like Northern Ireland and in the countryside and stuff, which was awesome. And yeah. uh, you went to visit your buddy in London. Yeah, my 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 Terry. Yeah, <laughs> Cottrell. Yeah, uh, one of my best buds. I've met Cottrell many times, so it's not exactly. Yeah, you and him are good. So yeah, I got to go to I got to go to London, and spend a couple yeah. days there, and have a great time. And then we then came we back, came back, and we both had, and one, we had we had one more day in Dublin. One more night in Dublin. Yeah, <laughs> that epic night in Dublin because that's my local pub, Smiths on Addington Road. Yeah, you can look it up on Google Maps. And we went in there, and it didn't disappoint, did it? No, it was awesome. Literally, when you showed up, I knew everybody in the bar. <laughs> yeah. Like, all my old friends from 12 years ago, they're all there. They're like, Josh, you're back. Buy me pints. It's like, it's the the culture in the local is so great over there. So anyway, we had a great night. Yeah. And then no regrets. flew home to Canada, and yeah, that was the Here we are. Yeah. Going through the motions again like a couple of losers. <laughs> so epic trip. Uh, that was. Yeah. Perfect, like maiden trip, two back to back shows. Got to, finally got to meet like a whole bunch of these podcasting people that uh, yeah. you know. Like it was cool to meet. Uh, actually, I have a clip here. I'll play from. Uh, I got to meet Melissa from Metal Chat. What's up, guys? It's your friend Melissa from Metal Chat. I wanted to give you a shout out and tell you how great it was to meet you and hang out with you and drink beer with you and talk music with you and talk hockey even though Josh hasn't come to his senses yet and is not yet a Bruins fan. There's still time, Josh. There's still time for you to jump on board. Up the irons, down the hops, till next time. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to her so many times yeah. online and like to actually, it's weird because like you talk online and I've heard her podcast and then you sit down and actually have a beer and start talking with her. But it's like you already know them, even though it's the first time you ever met them. And it's like, oh, there's a yeah. whole bunch of these people that I met that like first of all i was like if me and you never did this podcast we would have never yeah. met them and it's like but it's weird to talk to these people and it seems like you've known them forever even though it's the first time you ever meet them so it was, it was really cool to like actually meet them and we met oh so much fun we met that many people that listen to the podcast like that guy outside of Kios, the guy that recognized those two people that recognize her voice um there's two people from finland Do you remember that couple we met from finland that listened to the podcast yes um yeah. There's a whole bunch of people that listen to it's our really podcast cool. that we met, and it was just cool that, like, I don't know, you never would have met these people. It's just, it's this cool community of, like, people that love Iron Maiden and listen to podcasts and make podcasts, and when they all get together in one spot, it's just, it's, like, cool. You make some cool memories, I gotta say. Yeah, I love it so much, and to be honest, as soon as I was coming back, I was saying to you, I was like, we were both like, oh, can't wait to get home, nine days on the trot. Two days later, I was like... Fuck, I'm looking at Edmonton and Calgary like, ugh. <laughs> but I'm like, I'll have like a newborn. Like, I would be the biggest dick of all time. So I'm just waiting for the next tour to be announced. Ah, oh, gotta go again. Yeah. I can't wait. So uh, it's funny that you're uh, having a baby. Babies do yes. the same night of the St. John's Night Demon concert. This is true. <laughs> this is true. And 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 Jarvis, Jarvis was like, you gotta make it. I said, I'm gonna slip out. <laughs> so uh, next week we're gonna do Hell on Earth. 
and get yes. back into Sinjutsu, and then we're going to do yeah. a Sinjutsu review wrap-up episode. That's right. And then I think that might be it for this run, because that takes us right up yeah. to the due date of your baby. Basically. That's right. It's the end of another season of Talking Maiden. Yeah. Not the end of us. No. But it's the end of a season. We, uh, we've we already, actually, when we were uh, traveling, we started coming up with a list of other things we could do future episodes on. Mm. Maybe if there's another tour and we go in those, that'll kick us off to do a, another yeah. series of episodes, because we've been back exactly. for a couple of months now, so it's... Uh, it's been fantastic to yeah. get back at it, and you know, to, to to talk to all the all the listeners again, get everything going. Man, Maiden is still alive and well. It's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Great trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have nothing but good memories. I can't uh, can't say enough about it. and how cool everybody was that we finally got to meet and I don't know, just hanging out with people. Oh man, you know, get to hang out with my brother in laws in Dublin, which was like a highlight for me. They're just the best. Fantastic. Maiden peeps are the are the shit. Uh, if you have any feedback, you want to send us your rankings or hot takes, hot takes especially, uh, hot takes are always good. Um, go to TalkingMaiden at gmail.com or you get our email or contact form from the website. And yeah, if you need anything from us, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter. I think that's it, eh, Nesbitt? I think that's it. That's, uh, that was a long one today, but uh, there was, a lot, was a, there's a lot to talk about. But it was worth it. And until next time. Up the irons and down the hops. <laughs> <laughs>